welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. Before we begin, I want to give a a little disclaimer, kind of a warning. We're going to be talking today about attending a funeral for someone who has died by suicide, and that can be a very difficult topic. And if you yourself are contemplating suicide or believe a loved one may be planning on suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and that number is 1-800-273-273. 8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Or you can even text the crisis, uh, the crisis hotline by texting 741741. And that's an interesting one because a lot of people don't think about that. But you can, you or a loved one, can text 741741 and that will reach a crisis text line, and someone will reach out to you very quickly. So like I said before, this is a can be a very difficult topic, and if you need to come back, if you need to listen to this in chunks, it's okay. You can take a break. You can put it on pause, and you can listen to it some more, or you, if you're driving in a car or something and you just need to take a break, Go to something else, and you're welcome to come back to it. This topic about attending services for someone who has uh, committed suicide is a difficult one, and it's challenging on a lot of different levels. If it's your spouse or your loved one, there's a whole different set of feelings. If it's a brother or a sister or a cousin or a best friend, there's other things that come up. For each different type of relationship of the person who has committed suicide. So we're going to talk a little bit about those, but we're going to begin with talking about attending like a visitation before an actual memorial service or an actual funeral service. We're going to talk about a visitation. So let's jump in. When a loved one dies by suicide, there can be a lot of different emotions like we've previously discussed. You know, there could be shock. There can be anger, confusion, guilt, feeling overwhelmed, and all of these feelings are normal. They are completely normal. You know, there's another one that people don't talk about much, and it's a normal feeling as well, depending on the situation, and that can be relief. And that feeling just in itself, and I want to have a disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist, But I've talked to many, many people that have felt relief that the person is gone for various reasons, and that is a normal feeling, but that relief can also produce another feeling, which is guilt. 
And that can be really hard because you're relieved, but then you feel guilty and you're like, why am I feeling these two feelings at the same time? And so just know that all of the feelings that I've mentioned are normal. I mean, we're, we're programmed to have those feelings and they're normal. And there's lots of different references that you can go to. Kubler-Ross talks about the seven stages of grief, and there's other ones out there that talk about 11 stages. And, you know, you can put a lot of titles and uh, terms to different feelings. And if you're an academic type of a person, please read those things. But one of the best things you can do is just talk. And if you can find somebody that'll listen, if you can find somebody that that you care and you know that they will keep your feelings to themselves, that's frankly one of the best ways to get started. But while you're at a visitation for someone who has died by suicide, a couple things to do. First, check to see if it's a family only or public or private. And if it's private, are you invited? Know that it may not be an open casket if they're going or, you know, if a person has died violently, it may not be an open casket. And that can be for a lot of reasons. And, you know, you don't need to start wondering or asking questions, you know, well, is his face all disfigured, those kinds of things. You know, it all depends. And families may want it to be closed. You know, if somebody died by hanging, Maybe they don't want to see that mark, or they might look awkward with a bandana around the neck to hide the rope burn. And so there's reasons to have a closed casket. If they're not in a casket and they're maybe lying on a table with a quilt and a sheet and that type of a thing, you know, maybe maybe the face is covered and the hand is out. And that way maybe you can see a tattoo on an arm. Or if somebody has wants to hold their hand, and that's important to them, that is an option that people opt for as well. And generally, if there's going to be a viewing, the funeral director will hopefully prepare you before you go in so that you have an idea of what to expect when you go in. It's okay to, if you're in the room and you're feeling overwhelmed and you need a moment to yourself, it's completely fine to step out. You're not abandoning your friend. You're not walking out on your son or your daughter or your mom or your dad. You're taking a moment for yourself so that you can gather yourself and be able to return back into the room. And honestly, if you're done and you don't need to go back in, it's okay to step out, even if it was brief, because you've done what you need for yourself And if you feel like you need to be there to try to help and support a friend or a parent or a brother or a sister, you know, you can do that. But the best thing to do is to have open communication between yourself and that person that you may be supporting. There may be some religious rituals that are being observed uh, during a visitation. I think if you've listened to one of ours that we talk about religious beliefs and and clothing and those types of things, maybe it's an LDS service, a Mormon service, where they're wearing 
particular Mormon clothing. That may be happening as well. Every religion is different, and they have different things, but just know that that might be happening as you go into the visitation as well. As you're talking to your friends or you're talking to your family that you're going to be supporting, uh, or if, if you're the person that has experienced the loss and you're having a friend come with you, you might make sure that you explain that to your friend before you go in as well. Because, you know, what we're talking about here, your friend is probably thinking all these things too. What do I do to help? How do I support? And so by communicating to your friend or other family member, that helps you and your support person to be prepared to be able to go in and to deal with this situation. If you're attending a funeral, the actual funeral, so we're moving from the visitation to the funeral, respect the family's wishes. If they want to have it private, and it's only going to be for those people that are invited, and maybe you're not invited, now is not the time to start arguing with the family. If they say send flowers, you can send flowers to help. If they say maybe to donate to something in lieu of flowers, then do that. That's the best way that you can be supporting that family is to follow their wishes and not introduce other challenges or decisions into that time when it's really rough. We talk about communication in here, and one of the best ways to support and help a family is to ask how you can help. Now, just know they may not be able to answer immediately, and that's okay. Maybe they don't know what that next step is because they're going through an extremely difficult situation, and they may not be able to answer right now. And so leave it open-ended. Tell them, hey, it's okay. If you don't know right now, just know you can call me. And you know, one of the things that I do with families especially families that have experienced traumatic loss like this, is, and you might want to consider this, I tell families that even if it's one in the morning and you can't sleep because you have a question or a concern, it's okay to call me. And I tell them, look, this happens all the time for me. I can go back to sleep. I want you to be able to be okay. And if it means calling me at one in the morning, call me. So if you're one of those kinds of friends that really truly wants to help and the family doesn't know how to ask you or doesn't know what you can do to help yet, but maybe they're up at 10 or 11 at night or 12 at night and they just need to talk and you're okay with them calling, tell that person that. It means a lot and it will help. Believe me, it will. There's a couple other things that you may hear in in a funeral by other people because, you know, emotions are running really high. And there's religious beliefs out there. There are people that, frankly, are just frankly rude. And you may hear some comments. For example, he was a coward. He took the coward's way out. Or, you know, she was always the emotional kind and impulsive and just, you know, only thought of herself. 
But I can tell you this, in this circumstance, those words, those titles, those comments are better left unsaid. Period. No need. You know, there's some people out there that might be like, well, well, you know, they're never going to go to heaven now. You know what? They don't know that. Period. You know, it might be in the Bible. It might not be in the Bible. It might be in the Koran. It might be whatever. But you know what? Bottom line is, nobody's ever come back and told us that <laughs> you can't make it there. And that's okay. But you know what? That person can have that belief. Keep it to themselves. And if they're running around talking like that, you know, as a friend, you might just pull that person aside and say, look, you know, there's a lot going on right now. Don't add that to it. And just leave it like that. You know, there's another one that is, honestly, it's a hard one to answer. And there really isn't an answer. But this is the one that comes up a lot. And as you're supporting your friend or supporting or you're being supported by a friend, and if this question comes up, how could they have done this to us? You know, they never I never had a chance to say goodbye. How could they have done that? Again, that's one of those questions that there can always be a lot of speculation, but there's not going to be a final answer because they're gone. And they can't answer you at this point. And even if there was a note left, we don't know what state of mind the person was in when they left that note. And we don't know. I mean, maybe it was just really deep depression. Maybe it was alcohol-fueled. Maybe it was drug-induced. And we don't know. And, And even if they do toxicology and they say, well, yes, they were completely drunk out of their mind or they were stoned or whatever, that's still not going to be the right answer. But what you can do is you can be there to listen. You can be there to hug them. You can be there to be a listening ear. Don't try to answer those questions. Just let them them, uh, work through it. Another situation that's going to arise if there's going to be a, a viewing and then there's going to be a service and then there's going to be reception following, that's going to be another time when it's going to be difficult because at the reception is when everybody's mingling and talking and having some food. And again, you know, there's going to be that person who's going to be needing to talk. And so... First, one of the first things that you can do is know that it's okay to talk about the person who died. And you don't have to dwell on the fact that they committed suicide. They don't have to, you don't have to do that. You know, yes, that is how the person passed away. No, that's not their entire life. There's so much more to that person who passed away. And so... Yes, if they want to talk about how they passed away, talk about that. But another great thing to do is to start talking about the memories and the fun things and this, you know, some of the serious things that maybe took place, some of the fun things that took place. 
that person is so much more than that last five minutes of their life. You know, there's there's a poem out there, and if you have a chance to find it, it's called The Dash. And it talks about, you know, the it talks about the dash in between the, the date of birth and the date of death. You know, because that was an instant when they were born. That's an instant when they die. But it's the dash, the whole life that, that, that was lived between those two dates that really is what it's all about. And so read the dash. Be gentle. If you're talking about the manner of death, the family may not want to bring it up. Focus on remembering their life. If you want to offer help, again, know that the family may not know what, what, what you can do. And so if they're in a church or if they're at a gathering place and there's a kitchen, I can tell you there's always dishes to do. So if you want to help and you don't know, and they don't know how you can help, go to the kitchen. There's always, you know, there's always the, uh, the people working in the kitchen that can always use an extra hand. Go to the kitchen. Pick things up. Walk around. If, if there's garbage in garbage cans, you can tidy it up. You can pick up the. You can take the liner out and go dump it in the back of the building, wherever the trash is at. You know, there's always things that you can do to help clean up that type of thing. But those are some of the things that uh, people have to deal with when they're dealing with suicide. Again, I want to offer this disclaimer, or I want to offer this warning. If you are contemplating suicide, or if you believe that a loved one might be, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. I'll say it one more time. 800-273-8255. And there's also a lesser known way. If you have a cell phone and you want to just send a text, you can send a text to 741741. That's 741 741. That is another way to be able to get some help is on the crisis text line. So 741 741. Well, we have reached that time in our podcast where we take a time and we take a moment and we remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and we light a virtual candle. In their memory, let's take a moment. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can always take a look at our website, and that's at www.batemanpacificview.com. You can send me an email at info at batemanpacificview.com. If you want to listen to some of the rest of our in this series, we're going to be talking about funeral customs as well as funeral etiquette, and that's going to be in our trilogy. Thank you very much for listening.